Welcome everybody to Wrestling with the Truth. I am BC Hunter sitting here with my good buddy, Nightmare J. Myers. Nightmare, how you doing today? Not too bad, not too bad. How's everybody out there in Nightmare Land? Uh, we're all doing good. And uh, we have an extra special episode today. We have a guest in the blanket booth. Not literally, but join us via the internets, via the Zoom. We have co-owner of Kaizen Pro Wrestling, Dave Boyce. Dave, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. For Thanks sure. for having me. Dave DeVoice. Do you still go by the, the gimmick Dave DeVoice, boys? Or? <laughs> no, that was that's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we dropped off, yeah. right around the, the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a, a Russell Center. They wanted to name me David Voice, and I said no. <laughs> and then I settled for Dave the Voice Boys, and I was like, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> like, or just Dave Voice is okay. <laughs> well, they, they had a tendency of renaming everyone, yeah. so... We won't go into that, but no. uh, that sounds like... <laughs> well, maybe idea. later we might. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because um, when I was young, I had a speech impediment. Oh, I still do. You can't really tell now, but I couldn't talk at all when I was little. So every Saturday morning, my mom would have a speech therapist come in and teach me how to talk properly. So years later, to be called the voice was kind of ironic. <laughs> and my mom would call me. She's like, how did you get that nickname? That makes no sense. I was like, well, I know, right? <laughs> It was given to me. Life works in magical <laughs> ways, right? <Yeah. laughs> right on. Well, you have the distinct honor of being the very first guest that we've had on Wrestling With The Truth. We're obviously neophytes to this whole podcasting situation, but you're going to be episode number 12 for us. And so congratulations. That's a that's wow. a big honor for sure. For <laughs> that is the, you'll be, like you'll be happy to know you, you, beat, you beat New Scott. You'll be happy to know. So. <laughs> Uh, he's awesome. Uh, well, thanks. That's awesome. But the reason we wanted to bring you on, we uh, obviously we did a, a review show of the last show that you guys held in in uh, Bedford Lions Club, and we just had a great time there. Obviously, I got to bring my son to his first wrestling show. He had a blast, turned into a monster fan <laughs> after this. I'm sure he's going to de- be demanding to go to every future show. And uh, we just we're big fans of wrestling altogether, but also of independent wrestling. And we know there traditionally has been a pretty decent wrestling scene here in Atlanta, Canada, more so in the Halifax area and New Brunswick. I guess you could you could say those are two big hotbeds for it. So we want to shed a little bit more light on it. And the fact that this coincides with you coming upon your second anniversary show for Kaizen Pro Wrestling, we also wanted to give you a chance to, to talk about that, introduce uh, our audience to, uh, to some of the names and faces that they'll be seeing, and then just to promote the hell of it. Sure. Dave, I was looking up, because when I... I remember seeing the name Kaizen Pro Wrestling. I was like, geez, where, where did that come from? And so I looked up the meaning of Kaizen and, and, and talked about being a Japanese term for change for the better and, commu- and continuous improvement. Is this where this all stemmed from? Or where, what's the what's the genesis of Kaizen Pro Wrestling? Yeah, so uh, one, one of the co- co-owners of Kaizen is Kobe Christ. And he's a, a big believer in um, the word Kaizen, making taking something and making it better. So when we all got together and were first planning the company, I think the name was pretty well given. He's already decided it needs to be Kaizen Pro Wrestling. We're going to, we're going to take the local scene and take some of the wrestlers in the local scene and, and just give them new, fresh matches and make them better and just improve what we saw out there. So um, Kaizen, just the word was, it just fit us perfect. So that's where the name of the, of the company came from. 
Yeah, well, it makes sense when I actually read the literal definition. Like, that makes a whole lot of sense for a progressive new uh, wrestling company. Yeah, it also just sounds really cool. So that's also, <laughs> that's also a bonus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, instead of a HBW, <laughs> Halifax Professional Wrestling, you went with something different. So yeah. good on you. The logo, too, I have to say, the logo's great. Stands it's out. Sharp. The, uh, like, it just the bridge. Yeah. yeah. We, we wanted to... Um, Everyone, like the independent wrestling scene, everyone always says Halifax, Halifax, Halifax. And we're based in Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. I was like, how are we going to draw people to Dartmouth? What draws people from Halifax to Dartmouth? And I was like, the bridge. <laughs> so that's where the bridge got into the logo, that logo. And uh, yeah. So, so was the plan always to utilize and leverage Alderney, uh, Alderney Landing there? Because, I mean, it is a unique sort of venue that's never, that's never, I mean... I don't know how, what the actual percentage of time it's used, but it seems like it's never used for anything. So, yeah, well, actually, you'd be surprised. They're booked. Really? The okay. <laughs> yeah, we we pre-plan our year ahead with them just to make sure we have Saturdays throughout the year. Years ago, I was with a company in Halifax called Twin City Wrestling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Sarah Richards was the promoter owner of the company, and he called me one day. He's like, I think I found a new venue. It's really cool. Do you want to meet me at Alderney Landing? And uh, oh my God, I walked in. I was like, this is beautiful. And then nothing ever happened. He n- never went there. In fact, I think six months later, the company went under. Right. But I always kept that venue in the back of my head. And then years later, when we were planning Kaizen, they were like, okay, where are we going to... Because we didn't want to go to the multi- multi-purpose center because A, is super expensive. Mm-hmm. And B, that's it's Russell center's home yeah. and UCW goes there. And I was like the alternate landing theater, <laughs> meet me there. I was like, I was Sarah Richards telling Kobe who was now like me. I was like, meet me there Saturday. And we went in and we fell right in love with it. It's, it's small. Like we're not ever going to have a thousand people in there, yeah. but the atmosphere the giant screen was one of the sellers for us. Um, that makes a just, big difference. Yeah. Oh, it, I love it. Yeah. Uh, the lights, the sound. Um, yeah. So we just, it was instant. This is going to be our home. That's cool. So we, we contacted them and they're like wrestling, you know, we're a theater. And we're like, well, <laughs> there's nothing more theater <laughs> theater than pro wrestling. And they're like, all right, we'll try one show. And we sold out and they're like, okay, okay, <laughs> this is a thing. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a thing. What would be the capacity there, Dave, uh, pre-COVID times? So our first year there, we sold out every show. Um, you So we can have 200 seats and then 200 standing. So we have okay. about 400. So we sell um, tickets in two different prices. So if you want to sit down, 17 bucks. If you want to stand up, 15 bucks. So like a lot of the younger guys were like, yeah, I want to stand up yeah. and uh, so yeah, our first year, it was just packed all around the ring. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. And then COVID came, yeah. <laughs> put a stop to it. Yeah. And the beauty of that is it's, it's stadium seating, right? So the, those that are sitting, get that stadium seating, don't they? So no, uh, before COVID, we didn't use the stadium seating. Uh, okay. We just used the floor, put the ring in the middle and everyone was around the ring because of COVID. And you can only have 150 people. Or at, well, at first it was only 111. Yeah, the floor, the way if you social distance everyone by six feet, it wouldn't work. But we utilized the stadium seating, and then we could. So they're like pods, pockets of yeah. fans. 
Yeah. And so that's where the stadium seating, I, I hate it. I can't wait to get rid of it, <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. Or at least we're doing shows. So, yeah. Ironically though, I love the look of an amphitheater because it gives you that feel that Roman gladiator times and things like that. Right. Yeah. It, it, it looks beautiful. It looks great. But what I find is once someone sits down in a stadium seating, it's almost like going to a movie. They get comfy um, and they don't get energy. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's really hard to draw that energy from one side of the ring as well. So, right. mm-hmm. you know, all the guys have to adapt and change their routine and their wrestling moves and only work on one side of the, of the ring and not four. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, some challenges, but again, we're having shows. So as long as we can provide some entertainment to the fans, we're happy and fingers crossed we got a couple weeks here and then it might be uh might be old school time again so that'll be good i am hoping yeah fingers (laughs) crossed we don't want to jinx it i might just jinx it just i know we're deviating a little bit but as we talk about venues i always thought and i don't know if you ever checked into this and and maybe i'm the only one who thinks this would be a cool spot in halifax and for those listeners out there look it up but olympic gardens wouldn't that be like the perfect venue for wrestling we'd have like this ecw feel with the balcony like i always thought that would be an amazing venue for a show it would be, except for two things. A, the cost, the the rent that place is, I don't know why, but it's very high. And two, there's no parking. Yeah, uh, they have fair very enough. Very yeah. little parking a lot in behind it. Yeah. Um, I've been there for um, some cage fight matches like MMA. It's fantastic. Yeah. It reminded me, uh, when I was with IHW in Moncton, we had a show at a bar with a balcony of, and all the fans were right above you, and it was such a great venue. Um, so yeah, I under I, I totally agree with you. That venue would be great, but it's just so Logistics. expensive. It's not exactly downtown either, so it makes it a little bit like if you want to come from downtown, it's a bit of a hike too. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, just yeah, a... I, I've been with uh, several wrestling companies, and we've all looked into that building. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Anyway. That's my my venue uh, nostalgia there. <laughs> Be your booker for for all the uh, spots you're gonna go. Damn the price, damn the parking. He'll get them there. I'll make it. They'll run a shuttle service. <laughs> Excellent. I remember Russell Center when you did Exhibition Park, and everyone they were like, "Oh my god, that's so far away." And I was like, well. There's a bus stop right well, in front of the. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but Real Action Wrestling ran there every every month. Every month, and they drew like twelve. Huge, numbers. huge. Yeah, I think they cut off. I think it was kind of like a quarter of the rink, but like it was still big numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. year we were there for Russell Center was right after the fall fair, so the the place was a freezing cold, and b it smelled like horse manure. Yeah, yeah. I was there for that show. I remember. <laughs> I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Roo was, was there. I was just gonna say, yeah, Roo was there. Yeah, that was a great show. Wrestling fans will travel. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, I, I, I remember we went up to Moncton to watch yep. a couple of IHW, IHW shows. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only two hours away. So what the yeah. hell? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I highly recommend if you ever want to see a very high energy show, um, fan-wise, go to Red Rock Wrestling in Pete and I. Oh, it's okay. nothing like it. It's nothing like it. There's 600 kids. And it's so I was just going to say that. Like, that's that's, cow, cowboys, that's cowboys, right? And he, yeah. It's more of a family-friendly kind yeah. of atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's packed. Awesome. Nice. Loud children. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about, right? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, well, let's get into this. Like, what got you into wrestling? Like, what was your segue into this to, to the point that – I mean, like we say, we remember you doing the uh, doing the ring announcing for Wrestle Center, and then uh, 
you know, Twin City as well, IHW stuff. I mean, just just to you were name, everywhere. <laughs> name all those names. I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's been a lot of wrestling in in the uh, Halifax area and the in the Maritimes yeah, itself. So. But for you, what was your lead into wrestling? Um, so I, I knew there was local wrestling in Halifax. I went as a fan. I went to the UCW shows and always was a fan of wrestling my whole life. I'm 48. So I've been a, watching it for a very, very long time. Um, I was walking down Windsor street one day and there was a wrestle center poster up for, um, their first show. It was JP versus AJ styles. And I knew my friend Dave Lowe was a referee. So I, I sent him a message one day. I was like, is there anything I could possibly do to come help put some chairs out? I just want to do something, right? I want to give back to this great sport that's been entertaining me forever. And uh, he gave me Jason Mosier's uh, contact information. Jason's the owner of Russell Center. I sent him this same message. Th then um, I did something stupid online. I created a character and did some videos on their wall and got me some major heat with <laughs> the actual wrestling talent, but that's, that's another story. Um, anyway, I showed up and uh, the ring announcer for that show called in sick. Ah. And he said, can you ring announce? I was like, well, I've hosted stuff before. I don't know. So they gave me like a huge, like Russell Center was a TV production, not yes, a wrestling yeah, company. Yeah. So they gave me like a script, like this big. And off I went ring announcing. And after the show, he was like, do you want to do that full time? I was like, sure. So that was, that was it. That was my glorious story into uh, wrestling. And did you come <laughs> up with the poster, poster thing? The poster gimmick? Was that you? So the who wants the poster? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that story was uh, Christopher Daniels' flight was uh, delayed, and Jason Mosier said, "Can you go out and kill twenty minutes?" And I was like, "I'm the ring announcer. What could I possibly do for twenty minutes?" And I looked over, and there was a box from Staples with all the leftover posters. And I said, "Can I give out those posters?" He said, "Go ahead." So I went out, and I was like, "Who wants a poster?" And everyone went nuts. I know <laughs> we were there. The paper. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Who wants a poster? Yeah. <laughs> and like, again, we're doing that every show. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, that's my thing. Um, later on, again, the talent got mad at me because I was giving out free posters. So people weren't buying their eight by tens. They yeah, were just yeah. getting these free posters signed. So that was the end of who wants a poster. <laughs> it didn't last sense. very long. <laughs> I, you know, back to the WrestleCenter days, I still remember chanting jacket at you because of uh, it was the infamous jacket would come on when it was time to get serious for the ring <laughs> <Yeah, we're> announcing. <laughs> <laughs> jacket, jacket. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle Center was fun. It, it was. was, it was. Of, it good was fans. Fun. Really good fans yeah. for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. The fans would show up hours before and have barbecues out front of the forum. Yeah. It was pretty nutty. And I remember they started doing towards the end, they started doing like the tiered pre-show yeah. sort of VIP stuff. And that was, <clears> I mean, it, it, it got really big, really quick. I mean, I think, it, that, it did. I don't know if that was its downfall or not, but. Uh, uh, one, uh, one, again, Russell Center wasn't a wrestling company. It was a TV production right. show that just had something to do with wrestling. So the guys running it were more into filming and storyline stuff and not the actual i mean some of those wrestle center shows went four and a half hours long yeah. yes crazy yeah. and then they were bringing in big names for surprises so like Samoa joe just shows up and aj just shows up so you're like oh my god what's gonna happen next mm -hmm. but then when that didn't happen <laughs> fans were like well, 
where where's the run in? Yeah. Oh, no. Good night, everyone. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. That, where, that where's sucks. the where's the AJ coming in, flying yes. in just to do a come out and tease the next month and then go away? Like that's literally he just showed up one night to tease the next the next show. Like that was that's crazy. He didn't even get shot in the territory. I don't know if you ever heard that term, but uh, yeah, yeah. Russell Center was hot. Yeah. And and I listened to your podcast and you guys were saying like Russell Center drew. I think you guys were saying like fifteen hundred people at it, at one time. If you're, you'd probably be surprised. The most people ever at a Russell Center show was the Mick Foley show, and there was 860 on. Really, it is just that... looked okay. Well, you know, yeah. we we pulled the Vince McMahon, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> ninety three thousand, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was listening to you guys, I was like, "Ooh, two thousand! I wish." UCW, <laughs> we drew twelve hundred for a UCW show once. The the tenth anniversary that show that was the one in back. the multi purpose center, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, well, we did the same thing to uh, to Impact's pay per view a couple months ago. <laughs> the first one where they had the fans, and I mean, it might have been a hundred fans, but we, like by the end of the episode, it was up to like five hundred, and we started with fifty. I think. No. We started with the production crew. That was <laughs> yes, yeah. one of the tricks for a wrestling show is if there's not a whole lot of people, you have to try to walk around and find the sweet spot to take yeah. that photo to make it look like it's yeah. full. Yeah. And then you post a picture, go, we got a packed house. I think a lot of that was just the atmosphere. I mean, you had, yeah. you, yeah. did, you did have a bit of the, the, the drinking stuff too, because there was the, the, the beer uh, garden there and that added mm. to the, to the rowdiness of the crowd, but I, it was a good energy, which it was UCW's yeah. had some really yeah. good shows too, with some good energy too. So yeah, uh, for sure. I'm, we're hoping I, we're hoping I the same for you same. guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's Russell center fans out there right now that haven't gone to a show since, but if Russell center announced tomorrow that they were having a one night only, I tell this to Jason all the time, you should have a one night only show. You would sell that for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause there's fans that just won't go to anything else. They're brand loyal to Russell center. Yeah. And it's a shame because we're missing so much stuff out there. The yeah, and that was the point we were trying to get across was support all independent wrestling because uh, we're not talking million-dollar contracts for these guys. These guys are busting their hump just to make a living with this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot of talent in there. There is. There is. A yeah. lot of talent. For sure. So you mentioned you're right kind of in our age range too there as far as uh, age. So you would probably have similar memories, but – what for you? What was what was the thing that really hooked you on wrestling? Was there for me? Like I, I always refer to, well, I mean, I watched Atlantic Grand Prix with with Leo Burke and those guys back in the day with my grandmother. But what really hooked me in was when Orndorff turned on Hogan. That was the moment I said, "I'm never going back." But what about yourself? So uh, a family friend's uncle was a referee for Grand Prix wrestling, no, and nice. they still run in Amherst. So when I was five or six, we were going, and I was backstage or in the locker rooms with Leo Burke and Cuban assassin and killer Carl Krupp, which I was just petrified. Like back then they stayed in character. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, cave was alive and well. So I was petrified of this man. <laughs> um, and then when I got a little bit older, of course, Saturday mornings at 12 o'clock, WWF came on and, uh, I was a Hulkamaniac. Mm-hmm. I was man. Oh man. When, uh, I can remember back uh, WrestleMania one, so I can I was just hooked. It was a uh, real life action, like comic book heroes coming to life, and man, I was just I used to argue with my grandmother that this stuff was real. <laughs> like I was a I was a true believer, and uh, <laughs> when Andre ripped Hogan's chain off, I was fit to be tied. <laughs> Still remember Piper? You're bleeding. Yeah. yeah. 
it's funny. It's the exact same thing. I remember my grandmother, you know, saying that's the fake stuff, the WWF, yeah. the, the Grand Prix, the real stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To this day, if I talk to people about maritime wrestling, they're like, oh, yeah, I used to watch it with my grandfather and they, you know, Leo Burke. And I was like, yeah, but it's still going on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Didn't die. laughs> Actually, uh, in our old school versus new school episode, we, we talked a little bit about uh, Grand Prix wrestling. And uh, I actually posted a YouTube clip of Rick Martel fighting Leo Burke in 1984 at the uh, Halifax Forum. Halifax Forum. Uh, what a great match. Like, it was just a masterclass from both yeah. guys on how to actually sell a story and sell moves. And just, and there's such a lack of appreciation growing up for just how many big names came here and, and actually cut their teeth here and got trained mm -hmm. by Leo Burke just to watch him move in the ring. You could just tell how good he was just even from yeah. the warm up in the ring, just pulling the ropes. You could just tell he was, he was a pro. Yeah. He was my, one of my childhood heroes. So um, I got to meet him of course and become friends with him later on in life. Uh, sweet, sweet man. But yeah, back then, man, uh, there was no, uh, triple flips off the top rope <laughs> the story was told center ring in an arm bar that's what i liked about the uh, last week at the bedford shows we had two shows we had like an all ages show with kids and then we had a 19 plus show so with the kids we we told the roster like you don't have to do anything you just you know grab someone's hair and the kids are gonna go "Ooh, ah i'm like all right like no those kids aren't expecting you to kill yourself doing a 360 off the top rope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, we find though, they still, they still, I mean, it's probably in their nature. They still can't resist. Like there yeah. was, I think there was a spot where I forget who it was. Maybe it was chip that went off the top to the outside or uh, chips always in the air. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a couple spots where we were like pretty impressed just for, to your point, like who, who are you trying to impress in here? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of smart marks in this crowd. I don't think. Um, I mentioned Red Rock earlier, a few years ago, they had a ladder match. But it was in front of six, like 500 kids. So all they had to do was climb up that ladder and just touch the, the flag. There was no moves. And the kids were like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Truly like the original ladder matches back in the day. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, until Shawn right? Michaels wrestled the ladder that, that changed. But <laughs> to, to be fair, I don't I don't dis. I'm, I'm a fan of the old school. I just don't enjoy watching it. A lot of it. I, no, I that's need, fair. I, I need that pacing a little bit more than. Yeah, of course. Th this guy would have anything. Uh, he would have rest hold after rest hold after rest hold, and it would be uh, it'd be fine by. No, <laughs> it, that's not true. But what I pointed out was even during the rest holds, the quote unquote rest holds, as we call them, it, it's just you know you're you're bringing the audience down is what you're doing. But they had movement through every one of those things, which you don't see guys doing today. You just see literally guys sitting in a rest hold, but. Burke and and, and uh, Martel were just constant movement, feet, arms, hands. I think hands, the only everything. guy you notice today that does a really good job of it, and and I'm just kind of joking with mm -hmm. that stuff, but like Orton does a really good job because I think he was taking shit a long time ago, right, for all the <laughs> all the quote unquote rest holds he would do in a match, but he actually started grinding his forearm with the headlock. Right. And he, he I think he does a really good job too, and he's turned yeah, out to be a fantastic watch. A, yeah, Kobe instructs at the school, and, and he's big on that as well. Like, don't just stop. Always yeah. be doing something. If this was a real fight, you wouldn't just grab a head and, and, go, and stand. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right? exactly it. You wouldn't just stand in the headlock, right. and which brings more power to when you actually do knock somebody out or get that submission. That's and I, I think that's what was missing. But it was just nice to watch something like that where they actually were working every little. 
and and right. back then you couldn't get away with it now because you need a more speed now and, I, and I, we both agree we like a little mixture yeah. of both in there but mm. um you couldn't get away with that length of of hold i mean they they literally burke had a headlock for five minutes <laughs> but i mentioned it didn't feel like five minutes because again martel was moving and then they do the hope spot where he's coming up and then he go down and then come up back but up. you can't do that now just it, uh, just the audience wouldn't stay with them for that i long. think uh, a good demonstration and i know we're kind of veering off top but a good demonstration i don't know if you caught nwa 73 last night dave but, i did uh, it was fantastic that that main event is a good illustration i think of what you're talking about because there was a bit of the brawl kind of the outside there was some really physical stuff but it was not this flip-flop kind of spectacular like match in that sense, but it was an amazing match. Like Yeah, the the best wrestling matches are like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, they'll, exactly. they'll bring you up, bring you back down, make you want to get back up again, yep. get you just there, take it away from yeah, you. Exactly. And then as the match builds on, the story is told, the ending should be exactly what yeah. you want. If you have guys like the Young Bucks and, and whoever, and they just go in and go, skyrockets and just jump around and stuff like there's no you can't get invested in it's great to watch it's like watching a car wreck you know you stop and watch it but there's no and again i'm old so i'm sure the young kids of listening to this are like oh dave's so old (laughs) there's just no story and you can't get invested in it. it's just a bunch of people jumping around yeah no i I would agree i think we've we've talked about it a lot too and even myself i there's got to be some sort of there all of these false finishes and all these spots. And it's just like, so we don't agree all the time on what (laughs) level because I'm like, okay, well there's a certain level in which something evolves into something else. Like a arm drag has evolved into a super kick or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, I think there's a natural evolution of that, but there should be some sort of something finishes it and it can't just be 18 million finishers in a match and you don't right. know what's an actual finisher and anymore. Th- again, that's how you also pace up the entire show. Yeah. So your opening, your opening match should never be like crazy stuff because yeah. where do you go from there, right? You build up, build up, build up to the main event. So yeah, exactly. your opening match gets you a little excited. Yeah, this, this is going to be a good night. And Baby then, face win, get the crowd going. Right. No, we, we, and we talked about that in that episode. That's what I was saying. There used to be a rule when you, you hear about Bill Watts or guys like that. In the first match, you don't go out on the floor. You don't go off the ropes. You don't do this. You're yep. just getting the crowd into it and we'll work our way up. Because we talked about um, guys like Roman Reigns or something like that who's putting on performances of a lifetime for him. How do you follow the stuff that, that's, that's going on before you? Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. WrestleMania 17, I think, is where that kind of changed where the, the TLC match stole the show. And that's right. fine. That can happen once in a while. But if every single card, yeah. the undercard is just trying to steal the show from the main event, then why is there a main event? Yeah. And, and if you have a match like that in the middle of your show, then you, you can guarantee the next match is going to be something that brings you back down for yeah. a bit. The old gimmick battle royal. Yeah. Like, it'll be something. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> well, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. So I'm looking forward to Rest Hold City on, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> uh, you, you won't have. Well, you might. Yeah, you, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you might. You might. All right. Let's, 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 let's show some love to, to why we're, we're talking to you. Let's show some love to Kaizen. Well, let's talk about, you know, the origins of it, who we should be watching for, like who your up and coming stars. I'll just let you kind of take the lead on that day, but kind of give us a rundown of, of the organization itself and just what to look for. So like I mentioned, there's four of us that run it. 
uh, we're a great team. Uh, we get into arguments every once in a while. If someone has an idea and the other three don't agree with it, not arguments, but we're like, okay, that we kind of vote that out. That doesn't work. But all in all, we're a pretty good team. We come up with some crazy ideas. Um, Kaizen is very character driven and very storytelling driven. So like some of our angles last six months. Like it's not just like your regular indie show where you go and there's just, here's some matches. Our, our shows, like if you go to every show, you're following stories. Uh, for instance, one of our characters is uh, Kimba. He's a cat. Last year, Max Power cut his tail off. And the fans reacted exactly like we thought they would. They thought it was, they acted like it was real, like this poor cat. <laughs> and then we just ran with that whole story. Like they, uh, Max was uh, running away from him at one show. We did a, a skit at a Dartmouth uh, clinic where Kimba came out with the cone around his head. <laughs> and uh, and then the, the finale of the, of the feud down the road was a giant cat house match. So we built a 12 foot cat house and it was a hardcore <laughs> match and it was, it was great, but it was a cat, right? <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, we have a, a really good roster. Uh, we bring in people, well, before COVID, we were bringing in people from Ontario and um, uh, Maine just to give the guys here some fresh matches as well, give the fans fresh matches and then COVID hit, but now we're, we're just starting to, okay, the borders are open. So we're bringing in some people from Ontario and from Maine for this show, for our anniversary show. But yeah, it's just, it's two hours. We don't go past two hours. We figure two hours is perfect for entertainment purposes. You don't need to do a four hour show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually five matches with intermission in the middle. So nice and tight, uh, same schedule because of COVID we can't do intermission. So that's, we just add another match. We always have a Kaizen scramble match, which is very popular with the fans. So it's five or six people on one match. Um, but yeah, we just, we're very proud of what we put out there. We feel if people can invest in the characters, then they're going to come back. And for the most part, they do. Totally agree. Um, actually, I was playing some catch up last night leading up to this, just watching some of the videos on your Facebook page and just getting to know some of the, the names that obviously weren't there on Saturday just to see who else was on the roster. And I was really impressed with all the vignettes that you guys do. Like, you know, the every one of them seems to be around that two-minute mark for the most part, but it's just enough. I, I mean, I honestly, I was laughing pretty hard at the whole Dark Side Express uh, going to couples therapy. <laughs> yeah, so for, for the last few shows, we've been there's been some tension between the two. <laughs> But Damien's page is always causing greaser to lose. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, they're they doing couples therapy right now. When Kaizen first started, we did the whole where in the world is greaser. Yeah, I saw that too. has been in the season for a few years. So we did, I think, six videos of Damien looking for greaser. And they were huge. Fans loved it. Them, the, the two of them are so funny. They are. Yes. Yeah. And Greaser, of course, in Wrestle Center was yeah, just yeah, we, super over. He was probably my favorite character yeah. in Wrestle Center. Yeah, we mentioned him. Just, just so good. The back rake of Doom is, uh, <laughs> is still our, our one he of our favorite spots. It. I know, right? And we Are were speaking there? about this off air, but you should give a little, a quick promo of their their own podcast as well, because I'm sure it's pretty funny. It is. Uh, so uh, Greaser and Damien Spades have their own podcast called Arson Around with Greaser and Spades. You can find it on all your uh, platforms that you get your podcast. It's 
it's very uh, 19 plus. I will <laughs> I will say that, but uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very funny. Yeah, they were they were one of the best parts of the show, even just for the the kids only uh, show. They they were still managed to be highly entertaining, which was yeah. which was impressive. I think at one point somebody said no cursing or something. We we caught that. That was a chip, yeah, <laughs> chip, uh, chip uh, to the to the cow, to the outlaw language language, <laughs> which was was a good catch by him. <laughs> and then the nineteen plus year, they were all like, all right. yeah, we, they're like a bunch of kids in the camera. It was funny. Like, we were uh, when when uh, we were talking about going originally, I got all hy- hyped up because I was like, oh, we're gonna go to both shows uh, and didn't i didn't include it with summer slam night and all that stuff too but i yeah. was like oh we're gonna and and uh, he's like oh no we're just gonna do one i was like oh all right fair yeah we can't compete against the uh, wwe <laughs> yeah i mean it was a tough tough uh tough night to uh, run a, a saturday night show for sure ironically enough uh, though my son after coming out he was so pumped up he's like if you guys want to go to that show <laughs> yeah, you should he go was, <laughs> he was gung you guys can tell me who won <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad he enjoyed it. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Oh, he was super. I weird. remember that's one of the reasons why, and I think I started in Russell Center, bringing a kid into the ring to do the 50 50. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a kid and I stepped into a ring for the first time, I thought it was the coolest moment. So I was like, I'm going to do that to like kids. So for every show, I, except for during COVID, of course, but uh, bring a kid in the ring. We give him a toy belt, hopefully make a fan for life. Like I became a fan for life in this great sport. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you mentioned, of course, it was a special 19 plus show for that that second show. But -hmm. what would you rate your typical show? Because not all of them are considered 19 plus, not all are considered all ages. What would you if for for the fan that's listening saying, do I bring my kid to it or not? Yes, our 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 main shows are all family friendly. Perfect. There's no you'll never see blood unless it's accidental. Mm -hmm. And then we'll take care of it right away. I don't think it's ever happened since or yet there might be a dropping of the word shit, mm-hmm. but not just whatever. Um, but it's family friendly. Uh, you can, there's lots of kids in our audience during the alternate shows. The only reason why we did 19 plus is um, Bedford Lions club approached us and they're like, we want to have events. We want people to know we have events here. Mm-hmm. Would you consider doing a wrestling show here? And I was like, Bedford's not very big. It's mainly like, one street. <laughs> so I don't know we're going to draw there, but how about if we divide it into two and have like a kid show, maybe some families will come and then an adult show, and then we might get another group of people, which was what happened. So um, they're very happy. They want us to come back. I think we're coming back in October. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, and uh, that's great to know because you know, some people, you know, they 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 see some shows and on, on TV and that, and they're not sure if this is something they want to bring their child to because Honestly, wrestling should be a family event, yeah, you know? That's yeah. the, you you build newer fans by bringing the kids to it. So that's great to know. Although I do love the idea of the 19 plus well, show. Well, I was as just well. going to say yeah. I I agree it should be, but I also am a fan of of a bit more of an older uh yeah. older um sort of demographic mm-hmm. targeted show too, right? I think I think you can do both. I yeah. think you can Yeah, of course. There's an, and I actually Dave, you might even know, but I think I just saw that North Pro was coming out and saying recently North Pro in New Brunswick was saying Listen, it's going to be a 14 plus show going forward kind of thing, just FYI. So I think yeah, I they're that. doing their part to say that, right? I think as long that, as they're that's, saying it, that's, that's fine, the big right? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know with uh, bar shows, people tend to like go crazy, like in the ring. Like, so we told the guys just because it's 19 plus, you don't have to go out there and every second word be the F word. Or, <laughs> yeah. 
pull your pants down or stuff like that. Like it's still, <laughs> you can still entertain them tastefully. It's just going to be a little bit more, a little more rowdy crowd. Yeah. A little bit more rowdy. Yeah, so exactly. uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it was, all, it it's all fun. fun. It's all good. Yeah. It was, it was a fun night. Awesome. So, uh, so September 4th, second anniversary, and it's kind of probably going to be a bit of a weird one because COVID obviously had a big effect on your ability to have shows and to and the amount of people that could attend shows and you had a jig with dates and stuff like that. So this is a nice little capper as we seem to be coming out of this, this whole situation mm-hmm. right now. And um, we were talking about the the Alderney uh, landing and, and the arena. And um, I watched the video, on, I think it was for your first show, maybe where you did the tour of the uh of the facility which right. was really good that was you know with all this covid stuff and people not showing what the heck they can do it was it was nice to see the setup and you guys have a great setup there it's uh with yeah the, the, the merch is beautiful yeah we, we love that room uh at first we weren't going to use it and then i walked out and looked and i was like this is beautiful the big glass ceiling and stuff and i was like can we put our merch out here and they're like yeah sure <laughs> so yeah. Was like, perfect um so with this card coming up do you want to run down the card Oh my God. Okay. I'll try. We'll test you. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm old. So, um, so we have Mia Malik, uh, who is uh, brand new to the scene, uh, but she is super over. Uh, she's getting better and better every day. I just love her. She's very entertaining. She's taking on Delmi Exo. Uh, Delmi is from the States. She, she was just on AEW Dark. She's very talented. She's one of the members of the Sea Stars. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Uh, the indie scene down there, but her and her sister uh, are a, f- a fantastic tag team. So Mia versus Delmi, which also is Mia's first match ever facing another uh, female wrestler. Oh, cool. there's, yeah, there's there's none here, right? Right. There's yeah, no yeah. other females, so she's wrestling men. So it's a big it's a big test. It's a, it'll be a very special big night for Mia. So then we have uh, Chip Chambers taking on um, Gabriel Fereza. Gabriel is a high flyer, fantastic talent that was here our first show. Uh, he's from Ontario. Um, so him and Chip are going to, I know they're going to steal the show. Uh, Charlie Winston, uh, British giant. He's actually just flew in today. He's home today. Um, he's taken on Remy Petit. Love the, new gimmick. We were super, Love the new gimmick for Remy. Super into his, that. Like his opening, right? Oh, his, that was so uh, cool. And yeah, yeah no. it fits right in with, yeah, and like we were saying, like obviously we were familiar with Remy's work before, but this was like that. Okay, no, that just stood out. You know what I mean? Like it was he was yeah. stand out before because of his size and stuff, but that character was on on top. I coined it uh, a cross between Papa Shango and the Penguin, uh, which I <laughs> yeah, that's which right. I kind of love. <laughs> <laughs> I love Remy. Remy's one of the greatest. That's a super nice guy. And when we say we say Winston, the uh, the British giant, like how big? I think he's six eleven. He's a big dude. He's pretty thick too. Yeah, he's a he's a big dude. <laughs> uh, a spectacle. He's, he was, yeah, he was here our first show. So then we have let me see uh, the main event. Uh, Kobe Christ, our current champion, he's defending in a triple threat against Aiden Prince, mm-hmm. uh, big star in Ontario. He just won the Destiny, won the Destiny titles, and Rip Bison. If you've never seen Iron Rip Bison, look him up. He's you will love him. The old school, big hoss, Stan Hansen type. He's incredible. He was here at our first show. Fans fell right in love with him. Nice. You get the streamer effect and the, you know, rip, rip, rip. Um, so that's the main event. Um, 
Dark Side Express. Uh, hopefully they can work out their troubles. They're, <laughs> they're wrestling our uh, two of our students from the Kaizen Academy, uh, Peter McDade and Justin Moyer. Our scramble match is jam-packed with talent. So it's Kimba taking on uh, the returning Madison Miles is in town. She's going to be the first time wrestling in the Maritimes in a year. Chris Hicks, Sam Shields, Bobby Orlando. So Bobby is a very popular independent wrestler down uh, Maine. He carries a goat with him. The goat. <laughs> Bobby uh, Jr., isn't it? Bobby Jr. Yeah. Has his own Twitter. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when we were planning the anniversary show, he was one of the first names. We we're like, can we get Bobby Orlando up here? He's so entertaining. <laughs> nice. um, what else is going on in that show? Uh, JP Sims has a great match with Reverso. He's a, a luchador uh, from the Ontario who I believe was in um, the training class with Kobe years ago. I'm not quite sure on that. I could be wrong, but very talented dude. So there's going to be action pack from Bell to Bell, something for everyone. We're, we're pretty excited. Stack awesome. card. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty stacked. Some big returns there too. So that's good. You, yep. you kind of stole my thunder. I was going to ask what are you predicting to be the, the show stealer, but it sounds like chip chips match is going to be the one, it, is it? It's well, I could be wrong, but I know what chip will kill himself. Of course. <laughs> like he always does. <laughs> and uh, Gabriel Fresno is just super talented. So the two of them are just, I, I know they're going to, they're going to, try to impress everyone i'm sure nice awesome. nice and it sounds like the main event's going to be pretty hot too main event's going to be great so three um i'm not going to call them old school but like Kovey likes a lot of uh you know uh submission holds and tying you up with like a pretzel and but there's going to be three people in that match so it's going to be very entertaining for sure. Awesome. See? You, you uh, just, uh, you, you briefly touched on your Kaizen Academy. Do you want to go into any details on how you guys run that and, and how that works for you guys? Yeah, sure. So um, we wanted a building to put the ring up uh, just so people can, you know, not, I don't want to use the word practice, but work on their craft. Train. Um, yeah, train. <laughs> Here's the word. Um, so we found the building. I have, I have, the ring is mine. We'll put the ring up and then, Kobe one day was like, I'd like to train some people. So then we just went with that. So Saturday and Sundays at the, at the ring building is put aside for training, but then the place is always open during the week. Anybody can come in. You don't have to be uh, active Kaizen roster. There's lots of guys that come in that aren't. Um, we just charge them a, a small monthly fee, like a gym and they can go in and, and work on what they love to do. It's a, it's a lot of fun. We sit around every night sometimes just chilling and like a, like a club. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fun. We, we really enjoy it there. So I'm glad we have it. Yeah, that's great. And it's a, and investing in your future too, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. So we have uh, some of the students that have come out, Peter and Justin, you guys seen the yeah. other day, mm -hmm. they, that was just their second match. Wow. Ever. Um, Sam Shields, um, Mia was uh, trained earlier on and then now was now goes there and continues getting trained. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's just again, that's what Kaizen is. Make make things better. So that's, you know, you come. There's the ring. Work on some stuff. You come in and say, oh, I've seen this move on TV. Can I practice it? We get the crash pad out and they, and they work on it. So awesome. If somebody wanted to uh, to get in contact for that, what would the information be for that, Dave? 
Uh, you can either contact uh, myself or Covey. We're the two people that run the building, the in and out operations and stuff. Um, the training part is Covey. I, I don't train anybody. <laughs> I just sit in the couch and drink my coffee and watch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's into his third class. So awesome. And then, and then we have seminars. So like if wrestlers are in town, they'll have like a, like we're doing a referee seminar coming up with huh. the squishy while he's in town. Um, Madison and Charlie had seminars there. So yeah, it's, it's a fun spot. Cool. That's, that's pretty Great amazing actually. You, yeah. 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 And and the fact that you, you have it so wide open for people, that's pretty cool. Just to, I'm sure it'd be a dream for anybody just to actually step into a real ring. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Some, some people bring their kids, like the other day, Jim Joyce, um, referee for us, uh, wrestler years ago. Uh, he, he, uh, texted me. He's like, what are you doing? I said, Oh, I'm at the ring. He's like, can I bring my boys over? I was like, yeah, sure. So the boys showed up and we put the wrestling dummy in the ring and the crash pad and they had a great time. <laughs> it was the best, uh, best two hours of their life, I think. <laughs> and they get to beat up their dad too. You get a- <laughs> Was Jay right? Did, did Jim wrestle with real action wrestling at one point? Did early? he go that far back? I don't believe. I believe no? okay. he he's came. He started in UCW. Okay. Um, Jackson Fury. Was yes, I remember that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was always uh, Matt Bullen's right hand man. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I used to go to uh, REW shows years ago. Jim wasn't. Okay. But he's been in in the game for a while. That's for sure. The only other thing I was going to ask about, we just wanted to touch on, maybe you can kind of give a rundown of what's going on in the actual maritime wrestling scene right now. There, there is a lot of promotions. You mentioned a couple already, Red Rock, yourself, and UCW. But uh, what, what's the whole situation with the maritime wrestling scene? Because it seemed really hot, as we say, back in that 2015-16 era. Right. And it seems like it's making a comeback. Yeah, for sure. So, um, again, because of COVID, a lot of them are on hiatus. But... Before COVID, uh, PEI is Red Rock Wrestling. I mean, it's Mike owns the island. You may as well say <laughs> it's uh, one of the best shows you'll ever attend. Nova Scotia, uh, we just came onto the scene. UCW has been around for a very long time. There's a couple like little companies that come and go. You'll always see them and then they're gone. But uh, New Brunswick, uh, Marcus Burke has a company called North Pro. Uh, IHW has been there for years. They're on hiatus right now during COVID. I was part of IHW and I, I don't even know what's going on right now there. But yeah, there's uh, there's always wrestling. It, like it's, it's like anything. We have your low times and then it gets hot again. And the same as Main Street Wrestling, like right now, you know, the Attitude Era was like super hot and then it gets, you know, quiets down a little bit and it gets popular again. No matter where you go, there's there'll be a wrestling, independent wrestling in the Maritimes, which is uh, to me fantastic. So, uh, and uh, similar to like the mainstream Forbidden Door thing, I, I mean, I remember when everything was really hot locally. There was a bit of sort of exclusivity with some some guys, right? Is that is everybody sort of going everywhere again, or like how does that look now? Um, so yeah, so back then there were the whole. You know, if you wrestle for me, you can't go to that right. company. Yeah, Russell Center and TCW were infamous for it. They had a huge feud. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was there. Not so much here. I Like we, me and Chuck, Chuck runs the UCW. Yeah. I have a great relationship with Chuck. Like the other day, I we Bedford wants us, wanted us to do October 30th. And I was like, okay, great. And when I start contacting um 
talent to book for the show, they're like, oh, well, I'm doing Chuck show on the day. I was like, oh, UCW is running the 30th? Then we're not. Right. It's just out of respect. Yeah. Um, why would I divide fans? Why would I divide uh, talent? It cause all that drama. Like, it's not worth it. We'll pick a different day. Our show's not even started to be planned yet. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in New Brunswick, there was a little thing happening between IHW and North Pro at, at the beginning. They were in the same towns. They were booking, like, same days and stuff. So you don't need to do that. There's enough time in a month that you can pick different days and then everyone benefits right fans so uh, yeah it's uh not so bad now again years ago it was because it was just russell center it was like that really bad so yeah and and i mean i I guess it it seemed bad at the time but the only way in my head i sort of rationalize it was like you mentioned the tv production thing right and they're like okay well if these guys are going to be showing up on our tv thing then yeah. Again, That's, it's not that big time where it was going to be like some big deal. You know what I mean? But right. I can kind of see that rationalization yeah, yeah. a little bit. But in in Cape Breton is a great company, ECPW. Yeah. They they do great shows. They sell it all the time. So yeah, they, they only matter. run the island though, right? They don't ever come mainland. True. Yeah. Right. Um, in in the Truro area, Andre's company, New Breed Wrestling, is a great family show. Okay. Um, they're on hiatus right now because of COVID, but. Once they get up and running, they're they're fantastic. Andre's a super nice guy, and his shows are always packed with families. So yeah, um, no matter where you are in the Maritimes, there is a wrestling show. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, good. it's it's pretty impressive the amount of uh, options that you have as a fan locally. Well, and I yeah. think we we talked about it earlier. Like if you if you're going to any shows, you're going to go to all shows. <laughs> like I think that's for the most part, unless it's a super kid friendly focused right. show i mean they're, if you're a wrestling fan you're gonna go to all of them right because you want yeah to there are some brand loyal fans yeah. you don't get that no matter when or where um so like we have fans that won't come to our show but they'll go to ucw five minutes away because they're just they're dedicated to ucw yeah. and that's fine um our fan base is compl- if you go to a ucw show and you go to a kaizen show it's except for maybe a handful of the diehards it's two totally different groups of people anyway but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. As yeah. you said that, I was thinking too, well, sometimes I guess it does depend on the venue and some people want to make a night out of it. And then if there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a beer garden there, if there's not, yeah. or you know what I mean? That kind of makes a sense. Makes yeah, sense. and with our shows at Alderney, we partner up with Brightwood uh, Brewery, uh, the beer garden oh, right yeah, there. Nice. You know, like after the show, the roster will go and have a few beers with the fans after the show. So cool. if you guys are going to the show on September 4th, yeah, go that might be Brightwood Brewery Bar- Beer Garden right behind the, the venue afterwards. Right. We'll be there. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. definitely be at the show on September 4th. Um, awesome. Rocking our brand new uh, Wrestling with the Truth <laughs> podcast uh, t-shirts that we just got. Oh, I got some merch. <laughs> So yeah, so really, uh, bring me one. I'll, I'll buy one off you. <laughs> well, we're we're trying these out first. We're going to see, but we 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 like to get a few, get them over to you guys, maybe to a few of the wrestlers, get them on their backs, and then hey, any yeah. promotion is good promotion, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I shared your guys's podcast like crazy last week. We really appreciate that. Too. Thank you for that because it uh, it made a difference. It did. It did make a difference. And uh, like I say, we uh, what was it? Two days ago, I, I look on Apple's wrestling podcast, and we're at number forty-two. And I'm like, what the hell? I mean, we're in between the New Day's podcast and the WWE's The yeah. Bump. So yeah, I, mean, I, just, I just said today that the the any day that I'm above TSN and Don Morocco and anything is a good day for me. So. There you go. <laughs> Although Don Morocco's podcast has got to be good stories. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I bet. That's true. Beach bum. Yeah. I remember uh, when I told 
I remember I told uh, Greaser and Spades their numbers one day. They couldn't believe it. I was like, you guys have fans in Singapore. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, we're constantly like, where where did this listen come from? And like, who do we know over here? And like, it's yeah. it's it's bizarre sometimes, but yeah. hey, we'll that's take good. it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. That's, that's... It, it's hard. It's hard to get a maritime podcast out in the world. So any any bit of uh, people sharing your stuff is like I know when they share our stuff, it's so greatly appreciated. So yeah, and the thing that's been awesome to me to see, and I knew this already, but like. We are such, we as in the wrestling community, it's such a tight knit, passionate, everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, we just find it on Twitter. It's like, you sh- it's everybody's in that same mindset. It's just share, follow, share. It's like, it's just, I love wrestling fans in that sense, right? I mean, I, I'm a horror movie buff too. And that's kind of the same idea with horror movies is like that, those kind of fans stick together, right? Like they're right. genre fans. It's, it's anything to do with that. You're going to support it. Yeah, my only advice to you guys is just keep putting them out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you take a long period of time, you might lose people. So just as long as you do like even a weekly show. Yeah, that's we're, what we're trying. That's yeah. what we're trying to do. We're trying it's to hard, stick to weekly, and uh, we've actually done two a week couple. now for the last couple of weeks. Uh, so we've been we've been uh, keeping the 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 uh, stuff. The, the 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 best part is it's. There's so much going on right now. Say, there's no yeah. lack of content. Like either. from exactly. mainstream stuff on our TV to now locals picking up again. And like, it's just, yeah. it's now the, the toughest part is finding the time. As you know, like you, like you were talking off air, it's like just sitting down and having a couple hours in a day to, to, to put some, some recording together is, is tough. Yeah. Part, but we've been loving it. So, I mean, I, I prefer having my people here, like just yeah. physically, but zoom and Skype and wonderful tools yeah. now for like, to talk to anybody really that's one thing that we've taken from i guess our our business side of things that now we can there's no reason why we can't talk to anybody or set up something but uh yeah we're the same way the in-person you just get that that better vibe but we're we're also respectful to how people are feeling about get togethers at this time as well so we'll take it hopefully at some point we'll be we'll be doing that side of it as well but we're uh, we're, we're scouting uh top-notch studios as we speak (laughs) (laughs) top-notch it's just sitting here yeah (laughs) Yeah, we'll rent it out from (laughs) you there you go then you can play russell fest we'll lease it i mean listen uh, you don't gotta sit ask me twice that'll be over So uh, before we wrap up, one thing I wanted to say, too, is um, have an open invite to, to join us at any point if you got anything special that's coming up to promote. We've been retweeting the heck out of uh, all the stuff that Kaizen's putting out just so we can get some some eyes on it. So Thank you. Are we at cello capacity right now on the Saturday show? We have uh, eight tickets left. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I know, right? So because of COVID and the social distancing, we have to sell them in pods. They're yeah. called pods, groups. A two, three, four. So the groups of four tickets are really hard to sell because I don't have three number. friends to go wrestling with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so we have two two of those left. They'll go. We always sell out. And again, because of COVID, and we can only sell so many tickets. We can only sell 150. That's the max for Nova Scotia regulations. We had to jack the price up the tickets a little bit, which we we hate. So as soon as we get back to full capacity, we're dropping tickets right back down to 15 bucks. Um, and get everyone, you know, all around the ring again. But for now, it's everyone's separated a little bit in stadium seating. But yeah, we have eight seats left, so two two pods of four. So awesome. anybody listening, if this airs before Saturday, oh, I don't know how fast you, 
definitely I'm try to get this out on Thursday so that you have some time before your show to just ears to hear this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'll share it like crazy again. Yeah. The other thing I want to touch on for anybody that's not local, uh, I caught wind and I think we mentioned it maybe the last episode. What's your streaming? I think you have a partnership with the streaming service or independent yeah, wrestling. So um, independent wrestling TV, IWTV, it's a pay service. Uh, it's 10 bucks a month to be a member, but it's so worth it. You get hundreds of independent wrestling companies, live pay-per-views. Um, it's it's just fantastic to get. We're the only. I think uh, we're the only one in the Maritimes on the on the on the service. Uh, there's a company in Quebec, I believe they're on it. But uh, we have people watching our show from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, all around the world. Yeah, like we awesome. get stats of who's watching and stuff. So it just gets our local guys' names out there, like. You know, and, and people are getting book bookings down the states because of it. So, cool. if you're a, tr- a huge wrestling fan, ten bucks a month, and it's just oh my god, you just learn so many different wrestlers that are down around the world, and yeah, it's fantastic. We, yeah, we have uh, six episodes on there now already, and I'm just editing our last show to go on. Okay, cool. I was just going to ask, like, is the intent that you put all your shows on there, or do you? Sp- yeah, we put all we put all our all the new shows on there. We did. We're not going to put like the kids show and the and yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the nineteen the nineteen plus show is not going to see the light of day. We have it uh, <laughs> unlisted on YouTube for the talent to watch and laugh at. But yeah, that's not going on IWTV. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any future visions of? pay-per-views or like i pay-per-views or anything like that for you guys uh we talked about it again before covid um all doing the landing just got all brand new um live streaming uh equipment so it's definitely something we're going to look into um once we get back to full capacity and, and stuff like that we tried the live stream on twitch it was a horrible horrible experience uh we have a lot of kinks to work out but it was fun we had, we had a great time we filmed from the school that's but, great uh, yeah it, as long as companies are putting content out there for fans you'll keep them interested so that's yeah. what we try to do I'm great always, great that you have a partner there too at alderney landing if uh, if they have all that stuff for you yeah they're fantastic uh we can't be more pleased with how they treat us and the venue's beautiful and um they're just they're just wonderful sweet excellent okay. So here's your last shot. Promote the hell of this this event. Get get those last eight tickets sold. Let's hear it, Dave. Uh, so this Saturday night, uh, pro wrestling returns to the Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, beautiful Alderney Landing Theater. Doors open at 7 o'clock. Show starts at 7.30. It's action-packed two hours of family fun. And then a beer garden afterwards. Beer and wrestling. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, perfect. Oh, I should ask too, uh, do you have any future cards coming up as well that you wanted to mention? Uh, so, uh, we have another, uh, two for one coming up in Bedford. We're just trying to iron out the date. So like an all ages and a 19 plus show, we have a bot show at a golf course that's coming up, but I mean, it's not gonna be open up to the fans. Um, so our next show is, uh, November 13th called full capacity. (laughs) That was Chip's idea. Uh, hopefully we'll be on the, have all the fans on the floor again. And so then, and then we have, uh, December, I'm going to say December 10th at Alden. It will be our last show of the year there. So a couple, couple more shows coming up. 
we'll end with one last difficult question for you. AEW or WWE? AEW. <laughs> I, I was I'm I'm a WWE fan, but I just can't watch it right now. I I, I can't watch Raw. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. I watch NXT, but now they're rebranding that and changing that all around. Um, I I can tolerate a little bit of SmackDown, but I can miss it and not care. Years ago, I would never miss it. Yeah. Um, but I'm always glued on my TV on Wednesdays. It's it's funny you say that because I say that I say that every time we talk about it. It's like I'll have raw in the background and kind of be on my phone and doing whatever yep. else, and you're not going to miss anything, or or even worse because it's three hours. I'm skimming through it. Right. I specifically tune in, at, not necessarily live, but a, a little bit not live, so I can skip commercials. But Wednesday night I'm watching, and Friday night I'm watching uh, Rampage yeah. and Dynamite. Like it's it's it Again, becomes. It, uh, an, I, I said this uh, one of our last episodes. It's like it's an event. It's like a can't miss. You you don't want to like you need to be there. Is like what Raw was back in Azure era, if you remember. It's like you you tuned in every single night on TSN on Monday night. Like you didn't want to. Yeah, well, AEW is tailored to entertain people our age. Yeah, WWE is Disney. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say. Like you know, everyone shit on when the zombies circled the ring with the Miz. Yeah, and I was like, if I was twelve, would that'd be the greatest thing I've ever huge seen. Huge pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Plus, they made a fortune off of that whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so you know, it, if you're going to enjoy WWE, you have to go into it knowing that it's catered to yeah. people younger than me. AEW, it's more mature, I guess. There's still lots of things that drive me crazy. The referees yeah. don't get me started. Oh, we've had it. We've had many. Yeah, for that. sure. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I wanted to give Jim so much props he for the yes, job. I he love did. that. That was great. Yeah. Um, if I ever see Bryce again in a match, or if I don't ever see him again, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> the other day, someone got punched in the nose, and he was checking his nose. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i i i i'm an aew aew fan right now so yeah i think we would echo a lot of what you said i, I think it, it holds true and I, I like to say it and you mentioned the disney things like aew is pro wrestling and wwe is a media company like mm-hmm. that's that's yeah i mean they want to be right yeah i still really enjoy wwe like oh, same. Stuff, i tune in yeah. to, like uh, roman reigns is fucking top notch oh sorry i swore in your oh, okay. it's okay it's all good. i do it all the time <laughs> <laughs> no worries uh, we should have told you that from the, the get-go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but roman reigns is like untouchable right now it's fantastic yeah. the way they're booking him so i'm enjoying some aspects of wwe but uh, it's yeah. just fun. Sometimes for me, like, and we're going off a little bit on it, but it's like that 50 50 booking and like sort of the hot and cold. And it's like, there's just no consistency. And it just seems like, and, and AEW has its faults too. And there's been some, yeah. some storylines that have gone nowhere there too, but it's just, it's just, sometimes you're just like, what, what am I watching? Like, what, what are you, what does this have to do with anything? And it's just like, I can get behind the kids stuff. And we've, we've kind of debated the, Nikki ASH stuff and and yeah, like VC sort of in one vein. He's like, well, it's it's working for what they want, and I'm like, oh yeah, but it's not for me, and I get that. But like that, I can get behind. But some of the just nonsensical, <laughs> I, I we we had a very big difference of opinion on the 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 treatment of of Bianca at SummerSlam, and, <laughs> and uh, I was on the side of can't believe they fucking did that to her at all. But it is what it is, right? You do have to remember that it's scripted and it's storytelling. And there's probably a reason why they did that. Yeah. 
Yep. Thank you. Oh yeah. No. No. no listen. I. We. 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 We did about didn't really thirty minutes. Screw and we were almost, Bianca over. Yeah. We were almost choking each other. Uh, I but, said I can always tell when Jay's uh, <laughs> when Jay's riled up because I'd be like, "All right, Mister Old School." Yeah. You know, Seamus beat Daniel Bryan in eight seconds. Yeah. It didn't didn't ruin him. No, so he I'm seemed sure to do pretty good for himself. Yeah, Bianca's gonna be just fine. I'm yeah. sure there's a reason. You just gotta wait and let the story be told. But. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's you know, it's wrestling. Yeah, it's it's, it's if it doesn't make you mad, it makes you happy. A lot of it, and that's all yeah. that matters right now. For yeah. sure. I mean, it's it's we're talking right, and back to what your point was saying. Uh, we mentioned that in the episode. AEW right now feels like must see TV. Huh? WWE seem it feels like yeah, I'll check it out, but it's not like I'm worried about yeah. missing anything at the moment. Right. AEW is fresh and new. Yeah. Same as when TNA first came out. Everyone was like, TNA is going to kill WWE. Well, where's <laughs> TNA now? So well, there's still impact, yeah. but we actually just did an impact episode. We're, 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 we're pulling for, we're impact. pulling for those we're guys. For yeah. Yeah, I, love, I, I watch impact. I, that's a show I watch all the time. Yeah. We I, enjoy, yeah I, same I here. It. I enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, with the rumors, we were, that's what we were kind of focusing on was uh, the whole Braun Strowman rumors, the buddy formerly known as Murphy. Now Matthews rumors. Uh, could that be a nice little shot in the arm for them? Not that they're going to, approach AEW WWE, WWE but they can firmly grab that number three position kind of like yeah, ECW did back yeah. in the day yeah. pretty cool it's I, good I for everybody wish, like I don't wish any company uh to go under like no I, no, no I'm flipping through my tv the other day and Ring of Honor was on some channel in the 600s I was like oh wow that's cool and I sat and watched yeah. it mm-hmm. um it was enjoyable yeah so there's a, the there's enough there's MLW out there that's on yeah. t- like there's NWA which uh, again, pay per view was fantastic last night. I mean, it, like it's all good. Like we want and, it all. Like yeah, nobody like should be rooting saying, for anybody to fail. When I was saying about IWTV, there's so much out there that you guys would like. Uh, Limitless in Maine, check them out. Okay. They're fantastic. Okay. They're the company that we are going to work with. Uh, Rip is from Limitless. Uh, Delmi's from Limitless. Uh, we brought up some people last year, um, but their shows are are great so awesome I'm, de- I'm gonna definitely check it out I'm, oh yeah for sure yeah yeah i mean yeah. wrestling fans are always hungry for something yeah. else right and and the other thing about wrestling fans are always like i'm the one who discovered that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah it was, right it was cool I when i watched it yeah, not now. exactly no it's too mainstream I, I like uh i like that we bring in people too that no one ever heard of and then they go on and become someone so like we had uh layla hirsch Nice. Right. Um, yes. Was, no one knew who she was, but now she, everyone knows who she is. So we're like, yeah, we had her and guys. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. On, on, yeah, again, again, when checking out the clips, yeah, I saw her wrestle. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, she just yeah, there. Yeah, you go. She, she just uh, fought for the NWA Women's Title there. Yeah. <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah, she was in the scramble match, and she threw Chip Chambers around like a rag doll. <laughs> <laughs> She's a powerhouse. <laughs> she is a powerhouse. For sure. Well, Dave, we truly appreciate you coming on here and uh, giving up your time this evening to do this. We're excited for you and for the uh, organization, and we're hopeful that the success will keep coming. And once we can get all these uh, COVID measures taken care of and and get a lot more fans in the building, we're expecting for the third anniversary that a sold-out Dartmouth Sportsplex for you. (laughs) That'd be nice. I doubt it. That would be amazing but we'll, um, we'll leave you with um <laughs> if you've got anything that you want to promote or any like as far as social media and stuff like that i know you promote the car like hell but uh you know just uh, some handles uh yeah sure so uh for kaizen we're on uh, facebook um at kaizen pro wrestling instagram and twitter i believe we're kaizen pw 
I believe. Um, I could be mistaken, but I'm, you are. look up Kaizen. I think we're the only wrestling company with Kaizen in the name. <laughs> um, IWTV, if you, you can go on there and I think you can get a, a discount by using the word Kaizen for your first uh, month. Uh, so check out us and all the other great uh, independents out there busting their ass to entertain everybody. Um, myself, I'm at Dave Boyce on Twitter and Instagram and Dave Boyce Wrestling on Facebook. Perfect. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you very much. And as we say, open invite to you whenever you want to come on or if any of the, any of the boys or, or ladies want to, want to join us for, to get some promotion for themselves. We'd love to have the conversation with them. Love, yeah. to, love to talk to the dark side. That's for sure. <laughs> I can get you the dark side. That's, that's there, no we problem. there we You're go. There we go. I don't know if I, to... I'd probably be um, popping the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to ask Joey, a greaser about the uh, Coke Cabana. That, that oh, was my favorite match of his. I'm sure there's all kinds of stories there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for the night fight to break out between Colt and Punk there in AEW. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I just as long as he brings the switchblade comb, I'm good. Colt, Colt's such an awesome dude. Oh, Although yeah. funny, the funny story is I heard about uh, Cabana, so everybody was like, "Ooh, are Punk and Cabana going to be able to settle their differences?" <laughs> and with him coming into AEW, well, I guess the whole thing with uh, AEW is. Their merchandise is all through Pro Wrestling Tees, owned by Colt Cabana, part owner Colt Cabana. He's got some investment in oh, it. Oh, I didn't realize he was part. So of it. he yeah, made an CM, absolute. CM Punk's making him a lot of money. Exactly, he made a fortune <laughs> off of uh, off of CM Punk's T-shirts there the other day when they shut the website down. So I think Colt's okay with it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it'll get it'll get ironed out. For sure. Well, uh, again, Dave, thank you very much. So we're we're gonna end it here. Uh, and if you want, uh, if you want to follow us, uh, I'm reached on Instagram and Twitter at at BC Hunter WWTT. And you can reach uh, me, Jay Myers, at J at Jay Myers WWTT on Instagram and Twitter. And then for the pod, it's at WWTT Pod on Instagram and Twitter. With that, straight from the blanket booth. We're saying goodnight to Dave, and we are out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.